0: Listening to Vet Candy.
1: Hi, this is Dr. Jessica Turner, and you are listening to Living Well with Dr. Jessica, your one stop for all things wellness, not just what to eat or how to move, but everything in between. And I have to say, it feels good to be back. It feels like it's been a lifetime um, since I've sat down to record and, and spend time with you guys, but it's been an adjustment with a newborn, but it's 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 a great feeling to, to be back with you guys. And I have a treat for y'all today. Um, hopefully, you will note the comedy in some aspects, but I hope that you leave inspired as well by her story. But today's guest is Dr. Jessica Bradley, but originally Turner. Graduated from Texas A&M Veterinary School in 2006. She did emergency medicine for nine years, then has been a relief veterinarian since 2013. In 2015, personal health issues led her down a path of healing through natural medicine. And since then, her focus has been on becoming an integrative, holistic veterinarian. Food therapy and gut health are two passions that she brings to her pet patients. And being a mom of two young kids, she also loves teaching about wellness and healthy living and loves helping others make changes in their lives for the better. And she is also an advocate for mental wellness within our profession. So if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you could see there's a lot of similarities between us, not just our name. And so I'm excited to have her on and just share your story. I mean, that's always how we kick things off. But tell us about Jessica and why you're passionate about what you're passionate about.
0: Well, I just wanted to say hello, everyone. And yes, it was kind of funny how we connected. Basically, my colleague said, hey, did you know there was another Dr. Jessica Turner that advocates healthy living? And I was like, no, because that was my name for most of my career as a veterinarian. And so I look her up. Sure enough, there was. And I emailed her. Now we're here today. But yeah, we definitely have very similarities and just our path of being veterinarians, having the same name. And advocating healthy living and just through our own personal history of like health issues. And we kind of came to this. And so now I'm here and I'm happy to be here actually. So tell me a little
1: bit more about like your journey. So you were in Eora Medicine. Did you
0: enjoy that line of work whenever you were in the middle of it? I came out, I was very passionate as a veterinarian, I uh, just loved to just be able to do it and I really loved emergency medicine so I did that for about 9 years and then after 9 years I kind of was like okay I'm ready to keep learning you've kind of seen the same thing over and over and so I went into relief but I was doing GP I was learning new things in that world and then vaccine clinics just getting my fun you know with that world and so and I still did emergency back some shifts here and there but really I just wanted to keep growing as a vet and then I just was getting really burnt out. I actually took a break when I started having kids. And that's when my health issues happened. And that's kind of led me to a new journey. because um, I ended up healing myself naturally with natural medicine and it opened my world to natural medicine in the pet world. Um, just because I was a conventional vet, you know, traditional, did everything the way I was taught. You know, that was the route I was gonna go with my health and and my health was severely bad where they were telling me I had early RA and that I would end up in a wheelchair. I could barely walk. The pain was so bad. And I literally was like, I can't do this. I have a newborn. I know this route with autoimmune disease and steroids the rest of my life and other medications. And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do my own research. And that's what led me to food therapy and an amazing world of natural medicine.
1: Man. So, When you started experiencing your health issues, I know you mentioned they were telling you it was RA, which is rheumatoid arthritis, correct?
0: Yes, but they couldn't tell me for sure. They're just like, we think this is what you have. These are your only options. You have to take steroids and you're probably gonna be in a wheelchair. It's probably gonna progress because my progression was happening so fast. I literally just had a newborn baby. <laughs> I always wanted to be a mom, you know, and I was like, I can't even hold my baby. Like the pain was so bad. It was arthritic pain. That's why they were thinking, uh rheumatoid arthritis, but it was so severe. I couldn't hold the baby. I couldn't walk. I couldn't sleep. So that was, like I said, led me to my own research, what led me to okay, I hear a lot about gluten and all these people stopped eating gluten and got better. And so I actually went to my doctor and I said, do you think I have a gluten problem? And he laughed at me and said, no, I don't think you do. You would have had gut signs and you would have been diagnosed when you were young. And I asked, well, can you just test me? And he said, no. And so I was like, well, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to try it. And I literally went gluten-free for two weeks. And within two weeks, I was 85% better. And that's all I did. And I actually went back to that doctor and I said, look at me, look, I can move. I'm not in pain. I'm literally 80 to 90 cent better with just food alone. And that's all I did. So that led me to a journey of food therapy, anti-inflammatory foods, just researching so much about it. Cause I'm like, wow, I literally just changed my life in two weeks. My food. That was it. And then I did gut healing and that even brought me further. And I was a completely different person. My brain fog, everything went away and I could hold my baby, which brought me to tears. Cause I'm like, I thought I was going to be in a wheelchair, you know, and I have to take steroids the rest of my life. And that literally just shifted my world into, if that did that for me, What about the pet world? You know, I wasn't trained in all this as a veterinarian. And what if it works for pets? So I kind of dove in deep with getting certified in acupuncture, getting certified in essential oils. Essential oils were a big thing for me, too. Food therapy. I'm actually currently getting certified in food therapy for pets and gut healing. And I literally have been doing that in in my clients that are open. And you're seeing these amazing changes in these pets from... Senior looking pets that are on all these medications, I literally changed their food, healed their guts, and they're getting weaned off of their medications. The owners are saying they're like a puppy again, and it's food again. It's just mainly nutrition, putting them on a whole food diet and and taking them off kibble and healing their guts. And we're literally, and acupuncture is huge too. But when we use all these modalities, it's amazing when you see it with your own eyes, but you also have clients that are like, oh my gosh. And then they change their family because their dog changed by that. It's just such a rewarding thing to see. And now that's just my passion is like, I got to bring this to the awareness of families and especially kids, like It breaks my heart that there's so many kids suffering out there where, you know, really we could be treating guts and healing them with food and giving them proper nutrition and getting them off the sugars, getting them off even gluten. And they say a gluten, there's a big connection with mental wellness that is happening in in a higher and higher rate every year with our kids. Um, You know, so many kids are getting anxiety and depression way more than when I grew up. I didn't even know what that was every niece and nephew has been struggling with that. And it's just crazy to me, the world we live in and how we're just giving medications versus actually getting to the root of what's happening.
1: Oh, that's a whole can of worms that we could go into as to why. (laughs) So there's a couple of things that I want to circle back to that I was like kind of popped in my head while you were sharing that I can't help but think, you know, our listeners might be wondering. The first one is, you know, you... Saw such extreme, you know, results in in such a short amount of time. What was your nutrition like before? Like, that's just one of the questions that kind of popped up. Like, to be able to have like a a big picture of was her nutrition like absolutely horrible and that's why, or was it actually really good? And it, yeah, no,
0: actually, it was. I ate pretty healthy. Um, I still ate fast food here and there, you know, but um, I did eat pretty healthy. I and mean, that was like the main thing is like, it was really, truly the gluten that was my trigger that caused me to have the leaky gut that caused me to have all these issues. And when I found the trigger, and it could be different for everyone, uh, you know, dairy is a big thing too. Dairy and gluten could be an issue as well for some. But yeah, once you find your trigger, it's really eliminating that and bringing in, what you need to help heal everything and eating more of those things. And so that's how food becomes like therapy. And it is different for everybody. Then that's why it's so important to look into it and really realize that food is medicine. And even if you eat healthy, um, it could still be medicine if you have a chronic disease, if you get rid of your trigger.
1: Yeah, it just takes one thing. And that's kind of what I was, you know, wanting to To clarify, you know, there's so much out there regarding food and and these, you know, different things that are like, you know, high at the list of kind of like troublemakers. And we know gluten is one of them. And at the same time, I think there's a lot of people that cut it out when they really don't need to because of a lot of that talk. But if you find yourself in a situation where, you know, you know, your nutrition whether it's bad or not, you know, like if you're making drastic changes, then you need to take everything into consideration. Is it, you know, the excess sugar? Is it this or that? That may be leading to a positive result. But if you're in a situation where you feel like those things are in check in a healthy manner and your your gut literally and (laughs) figuratively is telling you try cutting out dairy or try cutting out gluten, then what's to lose? You know, you may be one of those people that whether you have celiac disease or not, you still may have some kind of reaction going on to that ingredient. And if you notice an improvement, then you only gain, right? I mean, worst case scenario, you try to cut it out and you realize there's not much of a difference. And it probably isn't necessary that you you know, go through the trouble of being gluten-free or dairy-free or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, it's mainly finding your trigger. And for some people, their trigger is is high stress. And that's what's causing their leaky gut. And once they heal that, they can eat whatever. That is where really what is your trigger? Is it or a combination of everything as well? But a lot of times it could just be stress. And you may not know you have a gluten or dairy problem or, you know, a leaky gut because you don't have gut signs. But the key is really it is in your gut and you know not just taking medications that help with your signs but really trying to figure out what is the issue and and a lot of it does start in your gut and that's why i'm really an advocate of gut healing and gut health and just because even with the mental wellness thing that's helped that's kind of happening big not just in our profession but kind of everywhere right now and especially in our kids We need to be talking about the gut. 80 to 90% of our happy hormones are actually made in the gut. Um, So if you heal that gut, they naturally increase that serotonin, that dopamine, all that stuff. And they're naturally getting rid of the anxiety, the brain fog, the depression that is hitting our profession and kids worldwide, everyone, actually. I mean, it's a huge increase. If you look at the statistics, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, no denying that there's a a trend on the upward across the board, um, especially in our youth. And I do think there's a lot of things at play, you know, specifically just the changes in technology and, and that whole, you know, conversation. But I agree that, when it comes to gut health, so much of it boils down to awareness because so many people, they hear gut health and they think of gut symptoms. And if they're not dealing with constipation or bloating or whatever it may be, then they think, well, no, my gut's fine. But like you mentioned, not only the mental health aspect of things, but, you know, skin's another big one. Like so much is a reaction to the gut being unhealthy even though the presentation is completely dermatology related, like it's so intertwined. And again, I just think that there's a lot of people that they really just don't even know that. And so just talking about it, you know, the way that we're doing today um, is part of that solution. Well, I want to take a break real quick and then I want to dig into some of the specifics with how you approach your, your patient cases with this. And I'm sure, you know, that was another question that that came up. So we'll, we'll be right back.
0: We'll be right back with more vet candy.
1: I love my fur babies so much, but when they're stressed out, it makes me stressed out. Mine hate loud noises like thunderstorms and fireworks, and sometimes they just don't want to be left home alone. To help keep your dog's calm in moments of stress, use Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for dogs. These plant-based chewables promote calm behavior with natural ingredients that have been clinically studied. Did I mention they're fast acting and non-drowsy? I especially love that the natural ingredients are sustainably sourced. How cool is that? Want to learn more? check out mybravepaws.com. Your dog will be happy you did. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Living Well with Dr. Jessica, and I am here with Dr. Jessica Bradley. And we are kind of just digging into her story and how that led into her passion for gut health and Um, practice in medicine in a way that's maybe a little less traditional. And so I wanted to kind of pick her brain as to, you know, if I'm a client um, that comes in with, you know, a dog that maybe has some of these signs that we see with um, chronic conditions, like her, you know, her story, what does that process look like with trying to decide, okay, I want to go down this route with this patient, and I want to, you know, talk to them about, you know, food therapy and, and gut health?
0: Yeah. So I guess I first kind of start by just mentioning it and telling them my story, you know, Hey, I really helped myself with my chronic problem with food and I've seen it change in, in other clients and pets that I've worked with. And I, if you're open, I would love to help you with setting up the proper nutrition and, and the proper gut healing. And to be honest, most people that I have presented it to, they've been pretty open. I think the main thing is like the cost um, because it, you know, we're we're talking about putting these guys on whole foods diets and it could be, you know, cooked, homemade, cooked with making recipes for them versus already homemade whole food diets prepared that were through, through companies or even raw foods. Um, and there's a whole debate in all that. But honestly, I've just seen using all kinds of these modalities of nutrition um, has just changed them dramatically, just getting them off kibble. And if they're open, that's kind of where I lead it to. Okay. Well, if I have a senior pet, a lot of these senior dogs do better with slightly cooked food versus raw. And you have to look at the family too, you know, or do they have young kids? Is this a, a good way to bring in raw food? Do they have, Are they able to prepare it properly? And you kind of ask them, do you want to make, do we want me to make recipes for you? Or, and you cook it and we balance it that way. Or do you want already some company that's already made them? There's lots of great companies now that are already made. You put it in your freezer, you undo it and you give it to your pet. And it's whole food though, and it's proper nutrition. And so I kind of go through them, kind of fill out what they want this is the cost. But honestly, if we can get your pet off all these medications, the cost is going to be evened out over time because I truly believe we can lower this down and your dog will be feeling better. And so I kind of, we just do a plan of, you know, what's best for the dog. Is it home cooked? Is it already prepared whole foods or raw? And then uh, make a plan with it. And I, I like to use some herbs too. And it really depends on the disease. Like, do we have chronic ear problems? Do we have arthritis? Do we have an old dog versus a young dog? And we kind of just talk to the owner and I kind of make a plan with the owner. Um, I also like to bring in acupuncture and essential oils, especially for the ones that are like, we have anxiety dogs. We're still treating guts and, whole, you know, with whole foods, but we're also bringing in acupuncture and, and essential oils to help with that anxiety when they're having the episodes. But it's really amazing to see a dog that literally had severe anxiety or phobias from thunderstorms to sleeping during them. And when you see that, or when the owner sees that, they're just like, what did you do? <laughs> And it's just so amazing to see that change if they're open and finding what it is best. You know, sometimes it takes a while, you know, you may need six to eight acupuncture sessions. You may need to continue that every two months or so. It really has to tailor it to the dog and what's best for the family as well and what the owners feel comfortable with. But when you find the right mix and, you know, food is medicine. And so a lot of it, I was trained in traditional Chinese medicine for food therapy. And so a lot of it is energy too. So you're, you're bringing in the right foods that help with that condition. And then, especially if you're able to make a homemade recipe for them, it's just amazing to see how fast, you you know, this dog that had chronic allergies changes to not being on any meds and completely normal in every season. And it's really kind of tailoring that diet to whatever the problem is and a lot of gut healing too. But that's kind of the way I you know, look at it, um, especially if I'm able to make a balanced diet. You really can attack these a lot better because you're really bringing in the right foods for what it is needed, like energy wise. Even just getting them on a whole food diet is night and day compared to our traditional kibble diet that we have.
1: Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because in my mind I'm I'm thinking okay, if I'm listening and I'm a general practitioner and I could barely keep my head above water from the day to day, like the idea of even trying to incorporate these kinds of conversations is impossible just because of the time it would take, you know. It seems like it it truly could be its own area of specialty which I feel like is what, you know, we're heading towards. Um, having people like you that have this knowledge base of all these different modali- modalities that you could kind of, you know, create these custom plans versus you know someone that's in general practice, it may be overwhelming for them. And so, for you to mention like sometimes just changing the diet to a pre-made one is is night and day too. That kind of gives a little bit of a you know hope to someone that may want to explore this, but you know, doesn't have the knowledge or, you know, the ability.
0: Well, and just for veterinarians out there that don't have the knowledge, because I know what it was like to be a conventional vet and be like, oh my gosh, they want to know about nutrition. You just get overwhelmed, you know. But honestly, the good thing about now is just awareness because there is so many companies out there now that you literally can just give them the pamphlet and be like, if you're interested in a whole food diet that's balanced already, here is a pamphlet on, there's so many companies out there right now, and they actually have a lot of reps that go through it for the the owner and helping them transition onto that. And if owners are open to that, you know, and you as a conventional vet don't know, and that's okay not to know, but if you realize it, that it could be an option to at least let them, you know, explore, um, you can always one trans, like not transfer, but like do consults. There's so many holistic nutritionists out there that just do consults on nutrition, send them to them, let them fix that and help them in that way. And or just given the pamphlets on the whole food, just changing them to whole food alone is huge. And like I said, there's so many that I don't know if I name names or anything, but there's so many out there that you can just literally have them just learn more about it. And you don't have to take that time to go through a whole, plan. but at least they're still getting the help, especially if they're wanting it. And I think more and more owners are asking for these things. And it, and it's not bad to say, hey, I don't really know, but if you're open, here, go find some information, see what it does for your dog, and I think that's completely okay.
1: I agree. I mean, it shows that you are, you know, a veterinarian that is one trying to stay up with, you know, current um, medicine because we know it's constantly changing, and so if you're bringing to the table these kind of new ideas and Like you said, if you just let them know, like, hey, I'm learning too, but we could learn together if you're open. Like, I've been hearing some incredible stories. I mean, people listening could use your stories as examples as a starting point.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, if it wasn't for my health, I probably would just be conventional right now. But if it wasn't for that, and it wasn't for me seeing it in the pet world as well now, it's real. And, you know, I love to bring awareness to this. Um, and, And I don't want to overwhelm all the veterinarians out there that weren't taught this way. I wasn't, you know, and it's completely okay. Like we were saying to be like, it's okay. I don't know. But if you are want to try it, here are some companies and they can help you transition. We'll see what it does together. You know, that's completely okay to just be aware that that's just an option out there now.
1: Do you mind briefly um, touching on where you like did your training? If if someone's listening and they're like, you know what? I'm really interested in learning more about this and getting certifications. Where did you go through?
0: The food therapy that I'm doing right now is with the Chi Institute. It's in Florida and you can do it online now, which is awesome. Um, So you don't even have to travel there. If you want to go there and travel and make actual recipes with them, um, that is an option too where you do part of your training online and then the other ones, the essential oils. I got trained with actually a central vet here, Dr. Janet Rorick. And she actually has certification programs um, that she does yearly. Um, And you actually do not need to be a vet to uh, get certified in it. Um, So you can be a vet, which I think is great. Honestly, I have seen it change so much, especially with anxiety dogs. And phobia dogs, um, but it's great for everything. Rescues, it's been amazing that I've worked with, but you can get certified there. Oh, acupuncture. <laughs> and that's with IVIS. Um, and they do a yearly program too. Um, you do have to go to sessions and you have to be a veterinarian for that. We'll be right back with more vet candy.
1: Here's something fascinating I realized while taping this podcast. There are compelling and downright mysterious medical cases that happen every day in veterinary hospitals all across the country. And most of the time, the unsung heroes that help these animals never get a chance to talk about them, and you never hear their stories. Until now. This podcast, Vet Mysteries with Dr. Courtney, takes a deep dive into some of the strangest medical cases, and we meet the incredible veterinary teams that help to save these pets' lives. If you like a little bit of mystery, a ton of intrigue, and love pet health like I do, this podcast is for you. I'm Dr. Courtney, and you can subscribe and listen to this podcast for free on Vet Candy Radio or anywhere you listen to podcasts. acupuncture and some of these other things have been around enough to where I think, you know, people are aware. But honestly, I didn't know, you know, that there was even certifications for food therapy for veterinarians. And so I think that's really interesting. Yeah.
0: The t Institute has certifications for not just food, but so many things that are amazing, like herbs and food, um, massage, like just so many different modalities that I'd love to actually go get certified in more stuff, especially herbs, because it's huge. And I've already used them just because I've learned more about them and seen changes. But yeah, they have huge programs in in how to get um, certified in so many different things that are just bringing different healing options to the vet world. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. So I have to joke with you because I know off camera, you're kind of in this like fork of you don't know where you need to be pivoting. And the whole time I'm listening to you, I'm like, well, her answer's right here. Like she needs to put all this knowledge together and make it, you know, in a little, say package, like quote unquote package that can be shared with other veterinarians that um, are interested in these resources and I know we were talking about like a mobile, especially, you know, clinic with um, integrating all of these things, because I think it is unique. You know, not only do you have, you know, the personal story that I, I do think that makes a huge difference in someone's ability to share effectively with, you know, a client or anyone, whether it's vet med or something completely different. When you have that personal experience and you have that kind of that like hope because you've already walked through it and you could share that it's different than someone that's just like given you know information and it is kind of like to convince somebody to do something you know so I just feel like your story your experience all of your certifications and knowledge is very unique and that there's a, a space for it and so whether it's you know, in a specialty practice in, you know, Texas or creating content online, you know, that colleagues are able to, you know, pull from. Um, I just think there's a lot there for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, And you joke because there's too many. I think I just I don't know what's best. And I'm like, I know this is all happened for a bigger path than just me and my family and my boys. It's just Finding what that is, and being led to it, and everything that happens that has happened that I thought was awful, you know, has ended up being a big blessing in disguise. and that's where I tell everyone I see now look at the blessing and what's happening and and lead it to a path and take it as a blessing because really, really, it is. and wherever it leads to, you know sometimes your mess is your blessing, and it can. Change other people's lives from it as well. And so that's where it's a huge passion of mine. And I'm like, this is bigger than me, you know, bigger than me, bigger than just my boy raising my boys with more awareness and treating pets. You know, I I really want to bring awareness to that we can. And I have hope for others, you know, that, you know, especially if you have kids that are suffering, your pets that are suffering, really, you know, there is look into things like this because I have big, big hope now that. We don't have to suffer. Our kids don't have to suffer. Our profession doesn't have to suffer. And that gives me hope. <laughs>
1: yeah. So briefly, if, if you're open to it, I would like to give you the opportunity to kind of share why you are so passionate about, you know, tying all of this into our profession specifically, because I know that's something that um, our stories are very similar with.
0: Yeah. So specifically for the vet world, one, I was a conventional vet for a long time. I experienced burnout um, and it's only getting worse for especially these vets coming out. And it's hard. It's hard to be a vet. I truly believe every vet that came out really wants to help animals and whatever way we're trained. And, you know, to be honest, even conventional medicine, like if they're not open to things like that, it's huge. Like, yeah, you need these steroids and stuff because your animal can really be bad off, you know, but really, I think the main thing is like, I feel strong about our profession just because we as veterinarians are in a time right now where we are just overworked. We are underpaid in my opinion (laughs) with what we're doing. And with now the, the student loans that these kids are coming out with, I'm just like, oh how are you ever going to pay that off but you just have a high stress environment as a veterinarian and you're dealing with people and you as a vet probably thought oh i just deal with animals my whole life you know and so it's hard and my heart goes out to all these vets because a mental health has hit hit our profession so big that it is a big issue we have one of the highest suicide rates in professions right now And you never know if that one owner says that one thing that leads vet to commit suicide that night, you know, and I had a colleague of mine that committed suicide. I have a cousin of mine that attempted recently. And I just am like, we can change this together. We can change this. Is it changing our profession? Is it taking some stress off the vets? Is it bringing more awareness? Could it be our guts? We're in high stress environments all the time. Let's treat our guts as veterinarians um, and and really kind of help us increase our serotonin and dopamine by ourselves, you know, and what it, what it is, I don't know, but I really want to advocate for mental wellness in, in the vet world just because I've been through it. You know, I've been through it. I've been where I'm about to like, I don't want to be a vet anymore. And that saddens me because I've always wanted to be a vet. And it saddens me that there's so many of my friends and my colleagues that are in the same boat. Like, they're just ready and they're done. And we're like, we're in need of more, not losing more, you know? So my my advice, one, is treat your gut. <laughs> Two, find what makes you happy. And you can change things in the vet world as well. Like, it doesn't have to be that job that makes you miserable. Find what made you want to be a vet and bring that passion back into it. What I love about...
1: Like your story and the mental health aspect specifically, you know, there's so many game changers out there that, like, this is a passion of theirs. It's something that they know needs to be addressed. You know, we have so many incredible people um, in and out of the field that are doing things to lead us in the right direction, whether it's making, you know, counseling more accessible or just talking about it more. But you're the first that is approaching it. From the the gut standpoint, and, and I think that's what's unique. And you know, I know enough about the gut that it's it's like, well, yeah, you know, stress is one of the the main contributors to causing these complications and these shifts in our our healthy biome. I mean, our field is like one of the most stressful fields possible, you know. So you know, just being aware of that okay, I have one of the biggest factors that play into this. So what are the other ones that I can control? And, you know, maybe if I, you know, put forth some effort in addressing those things, I could actually put a dent on the damage that, you know, the stress is doing overall. Because, you know, realistically, there's a lot of people that are in our field that they're never going to be in a situation where the stress isn't there, you know, but Just how they handle it, how they process it, you know, all that plays a a role. And just, again, that awareness, recognizing that that stress is, is more of a threat to their physical health than they probably realize and that it all kind of ties in together. It's a vicious cycle.
0: Yeah, it is a vicious cycle. But that's what's amazing. If you can break that cycle, say you heal your gut, you're able to deal with stress at a different level. Um, because you're not triggering more inflammation by more inflammation by more. You're you're healing from the inside out, basically. And and that's truly amazing when you can see that and you see it in somebody too. They went from being miserable, we literally just treat their gut and they're a completely different person. And if we could just bring that to the vet world and not just that, but like you said, the, the environment's there, like we're gonna be stressed. If we do things like that, We can eliminate where like that stress doesn't feel like at this threshold, you know, it's at a threshold and we're okay with it now. Like we can handle our day, right? And and that's what I think is so cool is because it gives me hope that we can break that cycle. And, And it may be different. It may be essential oils for someone else. It may be just something that changes and breaks that cycle. And it's different for everyone. That's why I would love like mini courses on like, these are different ways you can try, try it especially for like the veterinarians out there, you know, let's just try these different things and if you're open, see what's what does it for you and so that we can deal with these daily stresses better.
1: So, I want to leave our listeners with this last thought cuz this is kind of what I was thinking when you were talking. If you're in a situation where, you know, you're unhappy with something, you know, whether it's the stress of of work um or you know, just the demands of the profession in general, and you haven't explored, you know, any of these, you know, modalities that we've kind of been mentioning, if you don't change anything, then you know you're you're not gonna get out of where you're at, you know, and so you have to decide, okay, I'm gonna give this a try. And maybe it's one of these things that we've been talking about. Um, but if you never pause long enough to say, okay, I know I need to do something differently, and these are some things that I could choose from. Which one is it going to be? You're, you're never going to move forward. Um, and so you just pick the thing and do it.
0: <laughs> so true. I love that you end on that thought because it's so true. If you don't change anything, nothing will change around you. But why not try it? And that's, I, that's what exactly what I did when I had the health issues. I said, I have nothing to lose to try food. Did I think it was going to work? Honestly, no, I didn't. Was I grateful, forever grateful? Yes. And did it change my world? Completely. And so that's what is a great ending note. Honestly, it's awesome that you're ending that way because it's so true, especially in the vets. Please, please, if you're struggling, change something. Find it, whatever it is, and change it. And I promise you, it will lead you on a, a path that will amaze you. And don't
1: let it get to your breaking point, like both of us, to make that change. Because uh, that's a big part of what I'm like, I want to help people avoid that rock bottom because so many people that come on the show, that's part of their story. And my hope is that by listening to these stories, they could see things in their lives that are like warning signs before they hit that rock bottom and, and make change um, accordingly and avoid it altogether. So hopefully that's what y'all walk away with today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope so, too. Thanks, Jessica.
1: So I always like to end things with and, you know, you are more than welcome to be like, you know what, I don't have a way for people to um, follow me, but I always give the option to share with people if they want to get in touch with you or, you know, just follow your story. Do they have a way of doing that?
0: Um, Currently, I guess just I'm on Facebook, Jessica Bradley, veterinarian, but I am working on a Healthy Kids, Healthy Pets website. Not sure if it will come through or not, but I guess in the future, if you're looking at this and it actually happens, healthy kids, healthy pets. Or look me up, veterinarian in Central Texas. I don't know, Jessica Bradley. (laughs) I I think I might need to add Turner in there, though, just because all my colleagues will be like, wait, what? Because I was Turner for, I I would say, probably 13 years of my vet life. So majority of it. But
1: That's so funny. I'm coming up on 13 years of being Dr. Turner versus my maiden name. So we even got that mark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. We have too many similarities. It's crazy. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy.
1: Hey, this is Dr. Quincy Hawley. And I'm here to tell you about a new show it's Vet Candy Rounds with the Hollies. That's right, Dr. Tierra, the love of my life, and I have teamed up to bring you the most fascinating cases in the world. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or a podcast platform of your choice only on Vet Candy Radio. thank you for joining us today. It's been a lot of, um, and I know that our listeners are going to get something out of this. It's going to probably, you know, leave them thinking about things they've never really thought about before in a good way. And so I appreciate it. And I know you're going to do grand things and I have a
0: feeling that we'll have you back on um, to share those as they pop up. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica, for having me on as well. And thanks Jill for Vet Candy. It's so awesome. I don't know what we would do without the brains behind the operation. All right, everyone, that's it
1: for today. Thank you for tuning in for, to Living Well with Dr. Jessica. Until next time, see you soon. Bye. It's Vet candy.
0: Vet candy. Beth candy. It's bed candy radio.